Before you even start to write your course, you should think about how you're going to market it. Big call, I know. But here's the thing. If you exert all your energy on creating that course and you forget to make sure people know about it and buy it, you're not going to have people buying your course. And this is a really huge thing that we need to be aware of because so many people forget We really forget to market our course as we're developing it. I often work with people who contact me and say, I want you to work with me. I've done this course. I've spent two years making it. And now I want to order it. I want to create it, uh, sell it. It's so much harder to do it that way around. So we need to really think of the marketing as part of the course creation process. If you exert all your energy on that course, you may miss out on making the sales that you need. So we really want to work this out. My name is Rachel Clarver and I'm a content marketing coach and a strategist for small business owners. I'm also the host of this Confident Content, your podcast. I've just shut down a course that I've had over 600 small business owners go through and take since 2020 because I'm about to build a better, more up-to-date and aligned course with a different delivery model. I wanted to take you on a bit of a journey of where I'm doing, what I'm doing and where I'm going with this to both market the course, build a desire for it, and why I'm changing from an all-time entry to launch date strategy for this particular model. My launch plan could be used for your course no matter what your model is. The key is to build an audience, build desire, plan how to get those first people on the door, and how to maximize those first ones to build for future launches. If you've got a course launch on the horizon, or you're trying to work out how to improve on previous launches, then this episode is for you. Let's get started. All right. So I'm going, I currently have a POC, a course that I've just shut down, which is called the My Method Marketing Strategy. At the time of doing it, I was running a regular free course called My Method Marketing. It fitted in really well with that. And it was specifically designed for what I would call, please don't be offended if you've used it, the lower end of the market. It's designed for people who didn't have the funds to work with me one-to-one, but knew that they needed to have a marketing strategy. I did some stuff in there that was really wrong. I did some stuff that was right too. So one of the things that I did that was wrong was that I definitely didn't take people in the pathway with me as I was doing it. It was part of another course I'd done. So I just quickly whipped it up and I did that. And I didn't do a lot of the stuff that I'm going to tell you to do. The second thing that I did wrong was I really focused on the features of that course when I was marketing it rather than the benefits. I'd say things like, there's 239 videos in it, thinking that would be great. That's terrifying for people. They don't want to know there's 20, 30, 239 videos in it. They want to know that it's going to cover all the stuff they need, not how many videos they've got to watch. So I did some stuff wrong in that regard. Things I did right as I introduced a payment plan so people didn't have to pay it all in one go. Another thing that I did wrong from it from a scaling perspective is that it came with two hours one-on-one with me for a lot cheaper than it costs for people to work with me otherwise. And initially I didn't put a time limit on when they could use that, thinking that they'd use it within the first month or so, or even six months. And then I'd have people coming back 18 months later asking if they could do an hour, by which stage I'm like, I'm busy and I still have to do that with you because I said I would. And I'm grumpy with you because you've asked me to it and it's actually you're right, but actually it's my fault for not having that boundary. So I did that role. I did have, I think the pricing was about right. Um, so that was all okay. I did, wasn't very good at collecting testimonials and I definitely just was using it as kind of a catch-all. And this, uh, this time I want to be more strategic. So I'm launching, um, creating a launch plan for my new course, which is going to be called the Solopreneurs Marketing Academy. 
It is completely based on the way that I'm currently working with my one-on-one clients. I've changed the way that I help people with their marketing strategies. And instead of it being a total DIY course with two one-on-one sessions with me, it's going to be a 12-week course with two launches initially a year, maybe up to three, for a small group of people to work with me together to write their marketing strategy. Now, one of the things is I wouldn't have been ready to do this type of course a couple of years ago. Marketing strategy is very personal and I wouldn't have had the confidence inside myself to make sure I was meeting the needs of everybody in that course. This makes it one that makes it more able for me to control my time output, which means I can deliver the very best service to these people. They're still going to get lifetime access to it, but my controlled focused time of working with them in that period of time is going to make it easier. So one of the things I've done is I've really learned how I operate best as a coach, as a course provider. I'm not a fan of having things that adjust the course. I don't think for the level of value that I want to give that it's going to do the right job for them. I've done that model where I've just had a course and people can buy it. People don't take it up. I really want people to get results. And so I want to lead them through. It's not scalable for me to do that one-on-one. I already have a one-on-one offer, which is uh, over three times the price. And so I want to make sure that this is going to deliver what I promise it can do, get results and fit in feasibly with everything else that I'm doing. So there's a thought process around there. The first step I did after working on what name it was, was to close off my previous course and then use the landing page from that that already has some SEO to start collecting emails. I haven't done a great job of it, but I've done it. It needs to have a bit of work. This helps me grow my email list and start getting people who might be interested in it. What I need to do is make sure that I have a nurture sequence for those people. That's my second point. I've got regular emails going out saying, hey, this is going to launch at this time. And then like tips and ideas to keep them warm and invested. So that's one of my action points that I've got to do. Once I've got that, I've already worked out my pricing. Um, It's going to be for 12 weeks, it's going to be $2,001. Now, I don't, I should have brought my calculator. Hang on, let me just do this for you. We had a lot of conversations around what what it was going to be and how much it was going to be. I'm just going to tell you what it, so if I go 2001 divided by 12, it works out to be $166.75 a week. So I'm going to do it on weekly payments to make it easier. So this is some of the structure, the strategy pricing thing that fits in really well with it. Um, It's going to be via Stripe subscription. So it means that they just have to pay, pay, pay every week if they miss a week. They don't get to do the course, so it's up to them. So if they've missed something, it's going to be a drop-fed course, so they basically just get it every week. And then once they're in it, they have all the content for themselves all the time. So they have lifetime access, and as they do other launches, they're very welcome to come and be part of those things if they want to or ask questions, and there's other ways that we're doing it. I have a new program platform too, which I think is making things easier. So I've done that. Now I'm starting to think about what I'm going to be doing in terms of my marketing strategy and my marketing plan. So I'm thinking about a few different things that I need to be thinking about to work that through. Um, I'm also thinking and working through my branding and how I'm going to make it fit and align. This is easy because I'm using a, a, a program, course program called Circle.so, and I have really clear brand colors already for the previous one that fit in in time with my other branding, which I'm going to use. I'm going to slightly modernize those to make it work better. I'm going to have to also write a highly converting sales page Um, So that's one of the things I'm doing. I'm going to use the base of the other one. And then I'm going to use ChatGPT to be my tutor 
to ask it to set, tell me where I'm missing things. I'm not going to ask it to write it. I can tell if a landing page, a sales page is being written by ChatGPT. I'm going to let it instruct me. Hi, this is my sales page. What areas am I missing? Can you tell me what I need to have in here to make it more compelling? Where would I change things? How would I re-optimize this? That's how I'm using ChatGPT. I'm using it as my coach. Um, so I'm doing that. Make sure that I've got some testimonials, which means I might have to give a little bit of the work to some of my current coaching clients. Have a look at to go, how does this work? Make sure there's a good course outline in there and a strong call to action. So I've got, I'll have multiple call to actions in there. I'm also going to, I've started, I've already sent an email out to all the initial people. I will be sending out an email to all the initial people in the other course to tell them that there's an official change. Obviously, I'm doing this as well. I'm also going to do an official announcement besides this podcast. And it might be, um, I'll pon- I also need to have this all ready and the structure ready. I've got a timeline because the first course isn't going to be until April, but I'm running an event where I want to promote it on February the 28th. So I've got a timeline that I have to work to, which works really well. You should have timelines and you should have things that are going to hold you to account because otherwise it's really tricky. Um, I'm going to make sure by then I know what the benefits are, not the features of the thing. I will have a full-on flyer that will have that sort of got something physical to give people out. I will already have my emails, my nurture sequence emails for it. And I'll also have the landing page. And at that point, it will still be register your interest at that point, gathering them in until I open the door. So there are some things that I'm going to be focusing on to try and get that sorted out. I'm going to be thinking about where I'm going to be using my channels for promotion. So because this is at the at the entry level of what I do, I am not going to use LinkedIn heavily for this. I'm going to be using my TikTok streams and my Instagram, Facebook, as those are the ones that tend to attract my smaller size businesses. I'm also going to be announcing it to my email list, but only to segments of it, not to people that have originally worked with me and not to, um, there's a couple of other segments that might get it. I will segment my audience to people who I feel are right. There's another thing that I'm going to do, by the way, uh, which I think is really important. And I've mentioned this on a few podcasts. I'm actually going to make a list of people from the last 24 months that I think would be warm leads that have shown interest in the other course or other people that maybe said no to working with me one-on-one because it was a bit expensive and go back to some of those people and say, hi, this is the course I'm doing. I was wondering to know if you'd be interested in it. And I want to talk about that because people don't often talk about it when they're talking about launches. If you want a successful course, you need to do that. If you're doing a launch, it starts with people you already have in your network that's shown interest. The other thing I'm going to do in that initial course is I'm going to give my coaching clients the option to attend, not for free, because they already get a lot of value from what I do. I hope you agree, coaching clients. But what I'm going to do is give them a significant discount to choose to come along. So it's extra learning, it's extra time. They might not want to do it. But then I have them coming in as people who like, no, trust me, who can then get the benefit of the course, but also I know will give me great feedback and will probably be more likely to give me testimonials as well. And so it's a win-win for both of us. They get a super good deal. I get a super good deal. And then I can use that material to market further. The key thing is, is everything I need to do is remember to focus it on my unique value of the course offers, making it really irresistible to who's going to be listening to one of the reasons that I decided to to target solopreneurs is that is the best audience for this because once you, once you become a bigger business, it is better to work with me one-on-one because there's more complexities involved. And so this is really me helping those ones who get stuck. 
I also, the reason, just a reasoning around why I've chosen to work top of course, the solopreneurs one is that I really wanted to focus on making sure that I, my brain is activated and challenged. So with a tiny small business where it's got quite straightforward, I don't always feel activated or challenged by that. So I want to have the fear factor of having a group of people where I know I have to help and deliver to those people. And it will be a small group. Um, and I will make sure I do that. And there is some individual support as well, but I will be able to do that. So for me, it's my development and their development to get the best for them. The nurture sequence of updates and teasers that I'm going to do, I really want to send those out at least once a week. And what I'm going to do is create a nurture sequence so that once someone joins, they go from the top. So if I only have two people join the first week, then I'm not going, I only wasted that email on just two people. So I'll, I'll basically have a tag that when they fill out the interest form or if they've come to an event and they've given it to me, I'll add that tag to them in my CRM. They'll go into a nurture sequence, an email sequence that starts at email number one and weekly they'll just go through that. And then once it gets to like a certain amount before the course is about to launch, the launch formula time, um, they would then just move into that one once we're through that so they don't go through. But that just helps keep the course top of mind without overwhelming my audience. It means that they're getting value from me so they're building that trust um, they might get a bit of a story um, and bit of using my email formula, which you can hear before and other things where I'm giving value as well as a hard sell. So I would do that. In terms of my um, my plan, I plan to fully launch sales mode eight weeks before. So I'm on a countdown because I'm going to do this in April. So that means I've got basically somewhere in March, starting in February. I've probably only got a month to get this sorted. Well, I have written my course by then. I already have an outline. But will I have recorded it all? No. I am not going to worry about getting my course finished. I know I have to get it done by that time and I will get it done because I've got ADHD and I love deadlines. I'm not going to worry about not getting it done and uh, perfectly before it's done. Because I'm also going week by week so I can work on it and focus on it. Um, so that's really important. I may even offer this particular one, haven't decided yet, at a slightly lower rate as we're developing it. I did that with my group coaching. I don't regret doing that. Um, but there would be an understanding that it normally will be 166.75 and it will just be for that intake. They'll get the special deal. That's it. Next one. So if you're listening and you want to get a special deal, it's your last chance. It's the one in April. There'll be another one, I think, in August, September, somewhere around there. Um, so you can do that one. I am, by the way, I'm talking fast because I'm batching my content today. <laughs> and this is the sixth podcast I've done and I've got a coaching session in 15 minutes. And could I have waited today? Yeah, I could have, but my podcast editor, hi Vera, doesn't cope if I state things, send things in the right order. Um, and my control freakness means that this has to be in the right order. So I'm talking fast. Put me on slower if I'm, if I'm too over, under, overwhelming in my speed. All right. Okay. So let's say I'm starting eight weeks before my course launch. I'm going to send an email to my target audience announcing my upcoming course. To my past clients, I'm going to send out an email asking if they know anyone that they think would be great for that they could forward it to. So I'm still going to send them an email, just not going to send one about that. I'm also going to start doing a few posts on Instagram. I'll do a couple at LinkedIn at that time too, to kind of share what I'm doing and around what I'm doing. LinkedIn will probably be more the process around it as well, which I think will be important. Um, and then with my events, if I'm running it, they will get that as part of the description of what I do and the flyers while I'm doing this. So I will be doing that from February 28th. And I've got three events in February and March that I can run this with with my own events that I'm doing. Um, it will also be covered off in any masterclasses I'm running during that time too. 
Um, two weeks after that, I'll also be sending out another email at that point. So I'm doing this fortnightly with a sneak piece of the course content, kind of showing some stuff around what I'm doing and showing how it's different perhaps to other ones. Um, also maybe doing a little bit about how we plan to work as well so they can hear kind of space and, and how that would work. Um, on Instagram and LinkedIn, I'll post a few testimonials from the other course that's related and talk about how this works and also share a few, start to share a few short tips that align with my course content. On TikTok, I'll be also doing this. So I'll be sharing the progress of me doing this as well, which I think is really important. In fact, um, I will document this process on TikTok, I think would be a really key thing to do as well. Um, so doing that, and then in the following two, four, uh, the weeks in the following two weeks, I'm going to start at that point asking for signups. So doing an early bird discount offer for early signups, talk about how it's going and how excited I am with it. And then also with Instagram, start doing a regular uh, plan every couple of days on my Instagram stories, having a few more frequency posts on Instagram and Facebook around it. Start using again my Facebook group. I will have done a couple of things in there, but actually using my Facebook group to start discussing some of the points in there and going through some of the strategies and actually doing some teaching and then talking about the course if people want to do it. Um, I don't need many people on this course initially. I don't want to have a huge number because it's going to impact checking that the delivery works, like when it's a new course. So I will limit it. My, my first coaching um, intake for my coaching group coaching course for content marketing, my goal was eight, actually had nine, I think. More than that would have been tricky. I now have, by the end of this month, I think there'll be 30 businesses in there. Um, and so it's growing and I, I'm quite happy to manage that, but I don't want to have, um, I don't want to have to worry about how many I've gone too many and then feel like I'm not doing them a good job. I'd rather go small and build, then go hard and burn out. I think that's key. So I'm going to start doing a bit of a countdown. Um, I may do an Instagram live, um, and a LinkedIn live at that some point. So I'm starting to exert a little bit more energy, which I think is really important. I'm obviously also following up with those who've already shown interest. At this stage, we start doing our pre-push of email to those that have shown interest, like, are you ready to do it? Would you like to have it? So it's more specific, more sales orientated, but still giving value. I'm not going into hardcore sell, 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 because it's not me. The week before, I'm going to do a last call for early bird pricing. I'm going to share some final details. I'm going to do more posts on Instagram, but mainly in stories and talking it through there. I will start talking every day about my course and talking about it at that point and really discuss the early bird. If I feel like I'm doing it too much, I probably am not still doing it enough. Um, so that's really important. I will start to really emphasize the urgency as they do that. Um, in week eight, I will remind everyone that's the week, the week before, I will remind everyone that it's coming, that the early bird is shut off, but there's still like one or two vacancies. There may be, I don't know, there might've been, we might've got the capacity. Um, I will continue to post daily about it. I will show, have to show lots of energy. So this is really important. I know that's coming. So those weeks I have to check that I am going to have enough headspace to do that. Now, I'm currently in my house at the market. We're going to buy a house and then we're going to relocate. So I have to be really careful to make sure that if we're doing that at the same time as this, which could freaking happen, I have still got energy for this. So I'm going to plan ahead of time of how I'm going to make the energy because this shit 
is lots of energy. Once you're in that launch mode, it takes a lot. I'm going to write and pre-write as much as possible. When it comes to that stories idea, I'm not going to be like, oh, I don't know what story I'm going to do. I'm going to literally have a topic that I'm going to talk to. And if I need to, if I'm low on energy and don't have the energy for it, I'm going to ask ChatGPT to write my script. I will go off script anyway, but I'm going to ask it to help me. I'm going to give it, once I've written all the full course outline, I will give it to it and say, I need you to give me an Instagram story plan for this of what I'm going to say every day for the last two weeks, for example. So I'm going to ask it to help me to reduce the load, but I need to come in with my A game of energy. Otherwise, it's just not going to work, right? So I'm going to do that. So I'm all, while I'm doing this, I'm going to make sure that through this, I am following up with leads on emails. I am following up with any engagement questions. I'm going to ask lots of questions to get people to ask questions about it, to feel comfortable about it, without worrying that I'm just going to jump in and sell to them. I'm going to be working my email list because that's probably where most of them are going to come from. And I'm going to actually adjust things and make sure and check in that I'm able to save my energy. It might mean that we plan to have some takeaways in that last few weeks. It might mean that I need to focus on really getting my energy level and making sure that I'm eating great because I need it, that I look at making sure that I push through. I don't want to be writing anything around marketing for that last three weeks. I want to have it all written and done so that it's ready to go and it's all set up, which means right now, 10 weeks out, 10, 12 weeks out, this is crunch time. This is when I have to get some of this hard shit done because otherwise I won't do it. And I think for so many of us, when we're planning and we're creating it, that's what we forget to do. We forget that we need to actually plan so far in advance that it makes it easier for us during the crunch time. You can't get to two weeks before and start the hard push. And the more you take people with you, the better it is. Even doing this podca podcast, I thought, you know what, I need to start documenting what this looks like. Showing people the platform I'm in how excited I am, talking about it, not being scared to share the name of it, the Solopreneur's Marketing Mastery, um, and getting used to saying it and saying it with confidence, talking about the pricing, talking about how it's going to be all that time with me, really thinking about like getting my energy out for it and setting to make sure my mindset is right. And then it starts now. My course doesn't launch till April, but I'm starting now. And so if you've got a course that you want to do this year, your marketing has to be starting now, even if it's just getting your head right. And then when you hit that eight weeks, you're ready to go. You're ready to go to get it done, to get the leads you want. Now, if you're not doing like a set one, I still would recommend running this. If you're going to open it the whole time, you still want to do this because you want to get that critical mass. And I still would recommend then having scheduled times through the year where you do a push. Because you can't do it all the time. It becomes exhausting. But have like a focused schedule time. Some things that I'm going to do in the next few weeks is I'm going to create some frequently asked questions about this. Uh, that will go on my, probably go on my landing page if I can work out how to use it, that landing page platform I've gotten at the moment. Um, but if not, they're going to be social media posts. I'm also going to pull out some testimonials of people that work with me on the other group, which is enough commonality with this. I will say that it's a different one because that's honest. But it's a very similar course in terms of like, the outcome. The structure is very different and the content teaching is different, but the outcomes. So I will talk about that and some of it's around the working with me side. I will not take my one-on-one -on -one client stuff and use it because I think that's complete fabrication. So you have to really make sure you do that. You could give testers of little bits of it to people that you want to have it tested and ask them to give that testimonial about that part if you don't have any testimonials. So I'll do that. 
I'll also make sure that I take out of it some ideas of tips and tricks that aren't uh, that are really key and create some content around that. But most of all, I'll take some create some content just around how I'm developing it and a little bit behind the scenes so people can see it, because that will build interest. That will give me a good example reason to talk about it. And I am starting that planning now. I look forward to telling you in April, whenever I record in April, how this went. Did it work for us? Did I all give it up? Or did it work? I'm not going to give it up. I'm hoping our house doesn't, we don't end up moving that week. That would be great. But hey, if it does, it does. We can do it, right? I hope this has been helpful for you. I wanted to share that process with you because I think that we do often underestimate it and um, if you are creating a course and you've got questions or things that you'd like to ask me that perhaps I glossed over in here um, feel free to email me through the confidentcontentpodcast.com or you can talk to me in my Facebook group which is on Facebook and isn't connected in the notes down there uh, or check with me on social media and ask me there and otherwise If you're doing a course, go well, plan well, and remember, promote, promote, promote.